is an approach which incorporates traditional teaching with online and digital learning. And it's a great way to motivate students to create fun, exciting lessons and engage your learners so they make progress. Now, what I've done a lot in Google Classroom is I create Google Docs for my students and I actually schedule separate documents for different groups of students so they work in little groups on a document so I can differentiate tasks a lot easily that way. I've even done whole documents for the whole class and I've had 20 year 12 students in front of me. I've done slides, Google Slides, and I've made it available to all of them to edit where on each slide I've actually had instructions for them in terms of what they need to do and had groups, what groups they're in on, a, on the very first slide so they know exactly what group they're in, what letter they were, given letters A, B, C, D, so that throughout the slides I had different questions depending on their letter. So I differentiated by having the more able students looking at more challenging questions, which were question D questions, and those that were struggling with more support were completing question A, B questions. So I differentiate in that way, and I had all students work on the same slides, and I presented my slides and went through the content and delivered the content to them and directed them to the questions that they need to answer throughout the lesson. And it also gave them a chance to look at other people's answers so they can then get support in terms of answering the, their question if they were struggling a little bit. So it helps in terms of learning collaboratively with other students. Um, and it also makes them feel less conscious and makes them feel less worried about, oh no, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't understand this, because they're working with other people in the group that will support them as well. So I did that quite a lot and I quite enjoyed doing that in my lessons in terms of collaborative learning. But you can also add voice notes to your documents where you can pre-record these and students that are struggling can listen to those in the lessons if they have earphones. Well, our students were given headsets when they first started, but sixth formers bring earphones and ear airpods to schools anyway. So they can listen to those voice notes in the, in the lessons at certain periods of the lesson where you're allowing them to work independently to support them in their learning. You can also add links to videos from YouTube or your own videos that you create to support their learning. Now, what I've also done in the past for my year 12 and 13 students, I, I actually videoed my lessons using my Chromebook. So I set up my Chromebook facing my whiteboard so I can video what I was writing on the whiteboard. And I joined the Google Meet with my Chromebook and also my main computer where I presented my slides. So that the students can then use these resources, use these videos at home to support them when it came to revising for exams and to support them when it came to completing coursework for vocational courses. Now, I initially set this up for a student who um, had a specific disability and a specific um, need in my class and was struggling in terms of keeping up with the lesson and didn't want her to miss anything. So I started recording it specifically for that student, but I made it available to everybody because I thought this is a resource that everybody can use at home if they need to for revision and for complete coursework. And yeah, okay, there were videos where I didn't want anyone to see, of course, like there are gonna be some videos that Things go wrong in your lesson, the behaviour issues, and you can hear me giving out warnings and dealing with behaviour. And in that sense, yeah, I don't want those videos potentially to be heard by SLT or by parents. Um, but actually, you can edit those videos, so it's not a big deal. You can edit videos, you can cut and paste, you can cut sections of it and just upload sections into Google Drive for the students to be able to access. You can even just record part of a lesson. So maybe um, your starter is dealing with inconsistencies and trying to iron out those inconsistencies from previous lessons, you can just record that part of the lesson. Um, I've had lessons where students were completed coursework, they were um, working on the coursework independently, so I can actually give them input or feedback in any way. 
So in those lessons, I didn't record the big chunks where they were completing coursework and doing assessment lessons because that wouldn't have been useful for them. So you can decide what part you want to record in your lesson and you can also edit your videos um, so you can make it the best resources available for your students. Now, make sure if you do this, you create a Google Drive folder for your students and you create them a create folder as view only. So your students can't copy and paste and edit those videos. That's quite important. So if you create a view only, they can only view the videos. But it's a great resource that you can even use in the future for other year groups. So when other students come through to year 12 and year 13, you've got a resource there to help and support them in their learning at home. Um, and even during the assessment lessons, when they were completing coursework, they were asking the questions, I'd go, well, go to the video. You've got the recordings of our lessons, go to those videos and listen to the um, recordings. So it's, they can get feedback straight away. They don't have to worry about, oh, Miss, can, I have your, can you come over here, please, and wait for your attention. They can go to the videos and access the content there. Um, now, there are other applications, softwares, whatever you want to call them, available online for free that are really, really good in lessons. Um, Slido is a great way to incorporate competition in your lessons. You can create quizzes, you can create polls and all sorts on Slido, and you can incorporate them in your Google Slides. You don't have to even go into Slido to try and find your quizzes. You can incorporate them into your Google Slide and go through them on your Google Slides. And students, as they answer the questions, it'll appear, it'll appear on the Google Slides, their answers. All you need to make available is the code for them to be able to log in themselves and access the quiz that you created. Now, another great thing that people have been using for years, I was using them for years, my tutor groups um, during tutor time activities, Kahoot quizzes. There are so many out there that people have produced that you can take and use in your lessons to help create competition and challenge between your students. Now, I would advise anything that you show, whether it's a video or Kahoot quiz, anything you use in lessons that you haven't created yourself, you definitely need to review it beforehand. Okay, so make sure you're checking it at home beforehand, the day before, week before, when you're planning your lesson, to make sure it's actually suitable for the students um, to cover your back as well, to safeguard you and the students. Um, but they're a great way of learning, great instant feedback for the students, um, and it cuts down on your planning as well. Another great thing that I've used in my lessons when it comes to blended learning um, is Padlet. Padlet is a great online resource where you can use again for free and you can pose a question and students basically can add notes to the board. They can do it anonymously, they don't have to put their name on it. Um, it's like adding little sticky notes to give their ideas and viewpoints. So what I've done in the past, a very long time ago, what I used to do is put a big A3 sheet on the door or on the wall in my classroom with a question on it. I'll give students post-it notes and they'd answer it on the post-it notes and go stick it up. Or I'd have different questions around the room and then go stick it up around the room, which is a great a way of learning as well and getting students, getting them up and moving around. But at least with Padlet, it's very much, you can do it anonymously. You can, no one's going to recognise your pan writer, for example, it's all text. You don't have to put your name to anything and everything's one place for them to see which means if there's a student struggling and not sure how to answer the question they can read other students questions they can look what other students have put up before they add their own answer and they're not shy and they don't they, know there's no way of them feeling embarrassed because if they're adding an answer anonymously and it's not the right answer it's completely wrong it doesn't matter they don't have to feel embarrassed about that because their name isn't attached to that um post-it note or whatever it's called when you put it onto um, Padlet. So it's another great resource that you can use in classrooms to help engage your learners. So I would definitely advise going online, there's always new things that come out, 
online that you can use in lessons. I've used an online whiteboard before in my remote teaching so kids can add to the whiteboard and you can see it on the Google Meet on the um, when we're I'm teaching remotely and then we're in lockdown. So go and find different things. There are so many things out there that you can use in your lessons to engage your learners, to incorporate technology. And that's a big tick in terms of observation because using cross-curricular links, you're incorporating technology into your lessons to help you engage your learners and get the best out of them in their lessons.